0: Yo, what is up, everybody, man? Welcome back. Saucy Takes Podcast. I think this is episode eight. Shout out Kobe Bryant, man. This is going to be a good one here. We got the same old, same old with the boy Swift, man. You know, family around here. And we got to introduce y'all, man, to another piece of family, another member of the family, man. It's Gator, man. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people.
1: What to do, baby? Saucy Takes Nation. Uh, The boy Gator, Gabriel, whichever. You can do Gator Gabe. Gabe Gator, the one and only people look forward to playing me every week. They call it Gator Week. You all already know the vibes. And uh, I have three championships under my belt. I only really count two because one of them was a free league that I didn't really manage. Um, but I do have a couple belts under my, a couple of rings under my belt. Can't say the same for Hunter, you know. Y'all got that weak shit coming through the podcast, you know, never won before. And... Uh, you know, I, I shout out to Hunter though. He he be he do be repping out here for the Dolphins. But yeah, man, just coming through with my takes. They're pretty saucy.
0: Yeah, man. That's why you're always welcome here, man. As long as as long as the takes stays saucy and Gator stays Gator, he's yep. always gonna be welcome, man. Boy How you doing,
2: Sauce? Me, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. You know, I mean, last night's game was kind of rough, but so rough. You know, we'll get into that
0: man just jump into it right now man tell me why it was rough man i actually took the dolphins money line for the first time all season i'm lying i took them against the patriots so it don't you can't you can't blame me for this though but i did take a money line and they disappointed but you guys can explain why. i saw the whole game but you guys take it away you know you're, yeah you're so just a,
2: just a quick rundown dolphins lost 15 to 27 Tua it went down uh right before halftime i believe
1: Looked bad. Yeah, he got he got flung. He didn't get he didn't go down. He got flung. Yeah, it
2: in real time it it looked really bad. And uh, what we did see is that he basically locked up like his 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 fingers and his hands. And I I knew immediately that it, it had it had to do with his brain. And out. and uh, Jesse Morse tweeted about it uh, shortly after that happened, and I'll I'll talk about it. Um, so, if anyone's listening, they can kind of visualize what, what he's talking about. He said, I have serious concerns about another concussion, this time with decorticate posturing. Decorticate posturing. Decorticate. As I mentioned previously, the main concern if returning from a concussion before symptoms resolve is second impact syndrome. Let's hope not, because that could be deadly. And basically, uh, he actually has a video on this. Uh, Dr. Jes- Jesse Morris is the fantasy doctor. He goes through every single injury that happens. He's a great follow, great watch. Yep. He has a, a, like a four-minute video talking about this. Basically, that when you get a concussion, and you, it, it affects your brain, basically. And if you get a second concussion your brain hasn't had time to heal. So it basically swells up even more and that is extremely serious. So he already got discharged apparently he's on his way back um with the team, which I don't know if that's the best idea because he might probably shouldn't be getting on a flight immediately. But hey, I'm not a doctor. You know, so hopefully Tuo's all right. I think he should definitely not play next week um he should have the week off we'll see what happens but I think if Tua did not get hurt I think uh Dolphins are winning this game what do you think Gator
1: yeah so the way that that play in general um what you you were alluding to it earlier is that in real time it looks a lot worse than it does and so don't watch the the slow motion because it's just going to look like a regular hit but in real time he got flung and got slammed to the floor. Um in a really awkward position which is what caused that um there was something that came out with one of the beat writers here one of the local beat writers he went on dan levitar and started his his take on this pretty much went viral after the game due to the injury is he was saying that they shouldn't play him because he, he'd be at re-risk for injury and when great. you watch that play from last year from last week um i never bought that it was a back injury I never. I mean, maybe a, to to an extent is like soreness, but from the get go, the way that he got up, the way he was wobbly, the way his eyes looked, it just it looked like he his head got rang when he hit the ground last week, and then this week, um, it's just with any kind of concussion. Uh, Brandon Cooks was one of the one of those players a couple of years ago, where he had. A, I think it was the last year he was with the Patriots, where he had. There were minor concussions it wasn't like nasty hits but he kept landing on his head and every time you take a concussion it takes longer to heal if you don't give it the proper time because it's yeah. not just the swelling of the brain but it's just those signals that your brain is sending um your body needs time to process that so i think he does benefit a lot from um pretty much having kind of like a bye week since they played on thursday um if he's not full go. Like if if he's like showing any kind of signs of, you know, not being ready, you know exactly. If he's not meeting all those green lights, I would not play him because they're playing the. I think Swift told me they're playing the Jets next week.
2: Nope. Yep.
0: Yeah. So
1: I, I think I think Teddy Bridgewater can manage through that game. I think the defense can carry through, especially if Zach Wilson, if they're trying to integrate Zach Wilson. Um, I think that's a matchup that they can afford to sit. Uh. I, I think I, they could also look to see what happens in the in uh, the upcoming uh, game with the with the bills, because that's really the contender for the, the division lead. But yeah, Hopefully I we we gotcha, yeah. If he's not if he's not uh, showing everything green, like full green, not even yeah. like, uh, you know, kind of I think I, w- I think they can afford to sit him.
0: I think they should sit him regardless if they can afford to or not. even if the bills go and beat the Ravens, which I hope doesn't happen as many of you guys know. Um, I think you got a bench to it. It's this isn't about right now. This is about like like you guys were saying. Like everybody down here has been saying, you guys have Super Bowl aspirations. Whether I agree with those or not, that's completely different. But this team is definitely good enough to make the playoffs. And whatever happens after, you know, you never know. Um, yeah. He he didn't look good. Honestly, I didn't think he did. I don't think he looked good yesterday. Something fell off. Like that throw he had to Tyreek. He's hit that before. You like the bomb that he underthrew him on. He's hit those before. Obviously, you know he's never had the craziest arm strength, but like I just felt like he wasn't yeah like like I think he might have been rushed back uh hopefully he is fine. we never wish injury upon anybody, and that's been two Thursday night football games in a row that have ended with some kind of severe injury. herbert the previous week with his um ribs and whatever was going on in Tua hopefully that honestly you know it's football, but it sucks that it's like the most important position, I would say, obviously
1: I do think the NFL needs to to look into Thursday night games and the way they do scheduling. Like these teams need to either be coming off a bye week or yep. or have just, you know, a regular. They just need to have more time in between because then you have people who play on a Sunday and then you're going to rush them to play on a, you know, on a yeah. Thursday. There was actually there's some... traveling, there's practicing, all of that stuff.
2: There was someone from ESPN, I forgot who, but they came out with a proposition for the NFL Basically saying instead of one bye week, there'd be two bye weeks. And be- I've been
1: pushing for two bye weeks forever. Yeah,
2: and be- and Push because the me. the way it would be be working is that like there would be a bye week in week two and that team would be playing Thursday night football. And um it's just a really good proposition. I don't I don't know why they haven't done that. Looked into that. Yeah, but you know actually
0: adding an extra game and not adding an extra bye yeah. week, that's so tough.
1: If they add an extra bye week, it even gives them a possibility because they remember the original proposition was 17 or 18 games. I think they wanted to do, they wanted to add two more games. I think more money.
0: If they add a bye week, they make more money because you're going to get people tuning into different kinds of games.
1: Yeah, you extend the season, players are more healthy. And I just think on having an extra bye week, you don't lose anything from that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, guys, prayers up to Tua. Yeah, I wish nothing but the best for Tua again. I'm, I, I. People call me a Dolphins hater just because I don't like them and I'm from down here, but I do. I, I really enjoy this team. I like how it's structured, and I I do agree. I think Teddy is Teddy is first of all he's a serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's horrible. He's not Tua, so I think he's gonna get you guys by, especially playing the Jets. But um, hopefully you know Tua stays good, and this is no long term th- uh like nothing long term. But getting to the game here, man. Tyreek was cooking. He was Tyree he was.
2: Yeah, Tyreek 14, 14 targets, ten catches for one hundred and sixty yards. Um, he had two looked like Tyreek. Yeah, man. he had, he had two big bomb plays, uh, one for sixty four. Uh, Waddle, five targets, two catches for thirty nine yards. I'm gonna kind of blame this on just the scenario of what happened in the game and and Tua getting out. I know there's people saying that uh, Bridgewater did better and all this and that but like bro like bridgewater is not as good as tua like let's let's calm it's down not. with that yeah it's not uh,
1: yeah. on that point uh lewis mentioned it earlier uh tua didn't look the best um yeah. to, I, but i do think he was looking good he was on he was trending up because they did start out a little bit slow if you recall Edmonds did have that drop touchdown um and he did have that that Tyreek interception, that interception where he threw it to Tyreek. That was clearly underthrown. Yeah. He threw the ball late. That's really all it was. Because he Tyreek had everybody beat. If he throws that, yeah, maybe like a second or second and a half sooner, that's a touchdown. Um, I do think he looked good. If you look at the stats, he had one ten through a quarter and a half. He should have had a touchdown. The only sack he took was the one where he got
0: taken out of the game and it it sucks because he messed up on that play too he held on the ball for way too long and he couldn't navigate the pocket and unfortunately he got hurt but you know it's just definitely tough
1: so i do think he would he they did have a little bit of a slow start but you know i think they bounced back after that dropped touchdown and he he was trending up he was he started to feed waddle he started to feed tyreek there and then you know trying to make too much out of a play held the ball too long it got Honestly,
0: I think the biggest fantasy takeaway from the Dolphins is Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Besides the Tua. Yeah. That's somebody um, we need to talk about. Chase Edmonds, man. Honestly. Doesn't look like they don't they don't look like they want to use him at all sometimes. It feels like. I feel like when Mostert is in the game, they're feeding him. He's he does, he looks good, first of all. I want to mention uh, what do you have, like 15 for 69 after busting out a couple of nice runs? 15 for 69, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Doesn't look bad. I was contemplating starting him. I was so close to starting him because I had Swift hurt in one of my leagues. I didn't. I kind of wish I did, but uh, how do you guys feel, like, uh, Swift, as an Edmonds owner, I believe in several leagues, how do you feel? Where's your confidence at with him?
2: I'm slightly worried. I'd say, like, 7 out of 10. Okay. I, it is only week four, and we've seen like a fluctuation happen. of both Mostert and Edmonds this this is like the first game that has been a 75 to 25 split which is insane um but Edmonds did have a a drop in the end zone um so he would have had two tighties through the air but you know we'll we'll see we'll see how things pan out I think the the issue with Mostert is just he's very injury prone he's never been able to stay healthy so mm-hmm you know if they give him this workload that's that's fine but you know like it's 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 a dangerous thing to play with
0: what's shocking to me too is that you guys were down most of the game and bolster was still the one on the field
2: because they don't want teddy just throwing it out they they were playing it safe they were trying to keep burrow off the field yeah. we actually saw yeah. a great time of possession 28 to 31s for cincinnati and 60 total plays for the Dolphins and to 63 for Cincinnati. so which is better than the Bills. Maybe. Yeah, way better than the Bills, which was 40 to 19 uh, in time. So um, I think they, they played. It was very good coaching by the Dolphins. Um, they, they actually had a chance to win this game until Teddy threw an interception late, which Gator kind of called. called. But um, yeah. you know, on the, on the other side, I don't really see anything significant. Um, Higgins people some people are surprised but this is what Higgins can do you know Higgins
0: is much better than Jamar i'm shocked he's this much better than jamar so um, yeah i was
1: going to say you yeah. to talk about jamar a little bit Jam- cuz he got
0: he had nothing you know. until that bomb yeah jamar kind of mm-hmm. got kind of got locked up to
1: be honest No, and and then week 3 week 3 his his day was saved very last minute with that touchdown as well that touchdown i'm definitely
0: concerned had- on jamar is higher than yeah. Uh, yeah. Higher than Edmonds, I would say. I think they're about the same. Both not, are sevens.
2: I'm not really concerned. Um, I wouldn't
1: be that concerned, but it is um, something to monitor. You're, yeah. you're definitely yeah. starting him because yeah, because you got to remember he was top three receiver drafted. A lot of people had him in the first round, and you have two games now where he's being his fantasy day is pretty much being saved by one play at the very end of the game.
0: I wanna so. say he was he actually it wasn't even just the one play. He was getting absolutely clamped and he had thirty six and twenty-three, that's fifty-nine yards. So he had two catches for thirty two yards at a certain point. It was just they had to they had to scheme up like a trick play to get him the ball from Tyler Boyd because he was not he wasn't even able to be You've seen Oden. a lot
1: of Davian Howard.
0: It was yeah, it was it was tough for him. He definitely had a tough day. Um, Mixon doesn't look good either. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I understand he had a touchdown, but my God, these running backs like putrid so far. Longest I kinda, yard. I kind of longest run seven yards.
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of disagree. I mean, Mixon has been getting like a, a great a great a great volume. I think part of his l- lack of success in this game was due to just play calling and just like. Especially at the goal line, they were just kind of just doing like um like straight up the middle, like they weren't like really being creative with the runs. So, so anti that. So, so I
0: he,
2: he did have a lot of goal line touches. I I'm not really concerned with Mixon. Mixon, you know, he's he's actually looked good. Um so twenty four carries and four targets, you know, like that's R B one opportunity Ah, of course
0: you shouldn't be concerned about that you should just be concerned about his uh, like his yardage and the efficiency in general it's not just you starting him rb1 the rest of the season like who's getting 28 attempts a game you get what i'm saying yeah it's just you would like for the yards to be a little better for sure obviously um anything else you guys have to add to this game
1: yeah i mean with Mixon, the concern is just and i and i had uh we've had this discussion about Mixon's um I guess uh elusivity like his uh, like ability to actually break out of tackles because i was a lot of i was into question a lot and they said that because the the bengals o-line was bad he was seeing a lot of people in the backfield but i mean even now with an improved o-line i still don't see him getting outside the numbers and getting those edges that's why i think why they try to run between the tackles a lot He's a very, he's their, their go-to guy, man. He's their short yardage. Yeah. Their, he's everything for them. So in terms of volume, I don't think you have anything to worry about mixing. It's just, you can't really expect that efficiency because he doesn't have that. Like, he, he can bust out a player too, but he doesn't have that like go-to like elusiveness. With, yeah, exactly. Like once he gets going, he'll get out there. But for him to get there, you know, it's, it's where he struggles.
0: I do think this offense should be looking better than what it has because honestly, with those with the amount of weapons they have, like Mixon should be like their O line should be killing people in the box. You know, seeing basically double coverage on Higgins or Jamar all the time on one or the other, like it, it, things should be looking like that. But getting into it, man, we're gonna we're gonna do a whole like new segment. We're gonna do Week Four pickems, and within each matchup, we're gonna see what we agree and disagree with. And the set starts, and I think it's only fitting. That Gator came on here and he's my matchup, not just in one but in two leagues. I definitely yeah, think I'm losing one of the leagues, probably guaranteed. But uh, I'll let you take it away. Who do you think is a uh, who do you think's winning this matchup between a uh, Caustic and Wraith? Your boys Caustic and then Gator is obviously Wraith here. Yeah, no, I mean no bias. Know, no bias. No bias. No
1: bias. Uh, well, let's look at this one. This is the the eye for quality. Let's look at what we got here. We have yeah, I mean I'm. Feel pretty confident. I have one of my uh, startups of the week here. Um, uh, we'll we'll talk about that later on. But uh, I gotta monitor this, the wide receiver situation closely because Godwin might be coming back, so I might be able to start him. I definitely feel more confident in this league than the other league, just because you are you made a, a crazy trade. Um, or was it this league? This is the one yeah. you got in, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the one I got th- Andrews Yeah, at. this one, I think we're more evenly matched now after that trade.
0: Um, uh, is there anybody you're contemplating on your set starts there? Because I see Greg Dorch, Curtis Samuel.
1: Dorch depends if Godwin is is a go or not. Um, Elijah Moore, I'm still sitting until I see it. Julio, nice. I mean, if if Godwin isn't playing and Julio is, I might start him. The Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson situation. I'm just monitoring it right now. Thankfully, I have other running back options yeah, I'll that take allows one of those me off that luxury. Hands. No, because I need one. I need both. If I'm gonna have either of them, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna. That's just to go like two for two on live. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll do. Uh, I just um, do a Muggers
1: deal. I'm fortunate that that I have the luxury. Yeah, to definitely. To be able to bench them because James if Robinson is not one of them.
0: The James Robinson uh, pick you had late on is looking golden for you so far, and so is Clyde. So your running backs have definitely he been. He
1: was Clyde. Uh, Robinson was somebody I was targeting a lot after rounds 10 because a lot of people were on the ETN hype. I have never been on the ETN hype. He's a very solid player. He's very fast, but in terms for the NFL, I'm taking J-Rob, took a speedy recovery. He came back. Uh, we know Doug Peterson likes to run the ball, so I, I knew this man was gonna be fed. It was just up to him to keep the job or not. And yeah. through three he's weeks, keeping it through three weeks, not only is he has he taken the job back, but he's made the case that he is that guy. He is him in that in yeah. that backfield.
0: James Timothy Robinson, I definitely agree. Um, yeah. For me, though, uh, in my set starts, I I'm, there's a couple of players, honestly. One of them is the person you talked about is Etienne. I'm actually debating starting him over Dylan because they played the Eagles this week. But mm-hmm. um, Joseph, what would you do different Um, for your boy? Are you starting? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident my receivers, even though Waddle had a down game yesterday, but still getting Mike Evans, Hollywood and Olave. I think that looks very nice for your boy. And obviously, Mark Andrews versus and, you know, Lamar Stack and Jimmy G. I want to talk about Jimmy G. How do you feel about Jimmy G this week man because i don't feel good yeah i, I actually
2: i actually don't know how the the niners i mean i know they're playing at home but they're favored to beat the the rams yep i believe it's Crazy. by like uh two and a half points like a field goal um i love your team and i actually have you you winning this matchup um
0: do, who do you have gator i have myself winning
1: um Before going into the game, before into last night's game, I thought this was I was gonna need my wide receivers to show up. I'm very confident that my running backs will do the thing, but I need um I needed my, you know, my wide receiver two and my wide receiver three to put up twelve plus points, PPR points, to have a shot. Just because I think that Mark Andrews trade really it added it made your team a lot better. It was already good and now I made it that much like I thought I had a clear advantage. I mean, we're the only tight end people. Yeah, yeah I was
0: going to say that this this is probably the first time and one of the few times this entire year where, like, the tight end matchup is, like, going into it seems like a wash. Because, like, we, like, you have Kelsey, I have Andrews, I think I have tight end one, you have tight end two on the year so far. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely so, going to be an interesting, interesting one. This
1: is most even. So before that game, I would have probably said your team just because you're stronger at receiver. But with Waddle's... Fortune of showing yesterday because I am a Waddle owner as well. Um, I, I do have a better shot now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Waddle kind of, he put up his bad week. I mean, it should have been expected. Nobody's going to be going crazy every single week. Tyreek had a bad week last week. That is not yeah. going to make me stray away from Waddle. Even if Tua misses time, I will still remain starting Jalen Waddle.
1: He's too safe. He, has, he runs way too many different routes and is right. utilized. It's just,
0: he just needs one. That's my whole thing with him is he just needs one. And he also has a PPR floor for the most part. Obviously, it yeah. didn't show yesterday, but he's, he's too good to like Mike McDaniels is going to go into the film. I, I'm going to say one of the, the very few things I like about the Dolphins. I like some of their players, but I love their coach. I think McDaniels, I think you guys had a home run with him.
1: Um, that was my guy. That was the guy I wanted us to get. A lot of people
0: last year, uh, when Flores got fired, there was a lot of players on the team talking shit because they didn't want to see him go. And there was a lot of fans talking shit. They didn't want to see Flores go. I, on the other hand, I said, like, in this this day and age in the league, man, you need an offensive-minded coach. Point blank, period. If you don't have an offensive coordinator who's good or an offensive-minded head coach, I don't think you're going anywhere. And you guys got that. So, you know, congratulations. I'm happy for y'all.
1: That was my top pick from the get go when we not announced our candidates. It was the one uh what is it? The one for uh that, that the Bills have now. Um, the one that the Minnesota has. We had all of those and I wanted McDaniels from the go. I wanted him just because we had even before we got Tyreek Hill, you saw the way that they were using Debo. Tell me yeah. what Debo can do that Waddle can't. Yeah. They, 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 they were literally back, doing it with... They, no, because yeah. they used him as a running back on multiple plays in, in the in the goal line last year. Yeah, they put, and they,
0: they put, Ty- put Tyreek at the at running back in the goal line this game, too. Yeah, Tyreek
1: and Waddle have the same skill set as Debo. They're fast, they're elusive, they break tackles, they have great they're hands, better. and they're, they're just great players. They're just they're athletes. Just, yeah, I... And we're seeing a lot more three. players like this who are just... All-around athletes. You think about Amon St. Brown. You think about all these players. Curtis Samuel, another one. That's why I picked him up. He's like a MITA tool for these offenses where they just want to be able to use these players and put them in different positions.
0: Obviously, I'm I'm going to be talking to the right person when I say this, man. Kadarius Tony. That's why I love Kadarius that's another, Tony. Guy. That's he's another basically, guy. He's basically great value Devo. I just need him to get on the damn field, and you're going to see why he's...
1: He needs to stay healthy, man. He's, he's that that damn good.
0: Right. Jumping into the next matchup here, we have... We have um, the battle of the, what is this? The, the winless? Yep. Uh, the wah, wah, wah of the league so far.
1: This is, uh, I don't even know Valkyrie. what to call this, this matchup. Yeah, this is,
0: this, is, this, is, this is the snooze fest matchup of the week here.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How do we say definitely... Mr. Irrelevant?
2: So we got, we got Team Watson <laughs> versus Team Valkyrie, Swift versus Solid. Both teams 0-3. Yeah. Solid already had Mixon and Higgins play, which got him 42. Ball. I had Edmonds, who got me 10, which, you know, I, I had to play Edmonds just because of uh, concerns with Dalvin Cook and Swift, but it appears that Dalvin Cook is going to play. So, that's good. I, I'm still I'm still fine with the start just because I really don't think Swift will play. Um, But yeah, I mean, I got solid winning this matchup actually um and I did that so that if I lose and I picked myself I wouldn't take two L's so I could take a W you know on oh, my man. pickems.
0: that's not saucy though that's not saucy. you take <laughs> yourself or you <laughs> don't take up. yourself He's you it don't He's come on safe. man get that <laughs> shit out of here get that weak ass bullshit out of here man are you picking yourself or not do you think you can win with Taysom now at tight end yes I do all right, man. So are you changing the pick live? All right. I'm I'll not change, taking that weak
1: ass shit. I'm changing the pick live.
0: Man, throw, put put your goddamn balls on the table, man. What the <laughs> fuck? Gator, man. Speak some sense to this, man. Who do you got?
1: It's just typical. So here I, I am taking solid. Um, I think Swift was put in a really tough situation uh, with his running backs this week. Dalvin Cook, if he's active, you're playing him. There's no question about that. You know, regardless yes. of if they say... Unless they say he's going to be limited, like super limited. And even then, you might still want to start him because if he gets I, the line looks.
0: Have you actually seen the two games in his career where he's had his shoulder dislocated the game before, how he's done the next game?
1: No. It was 206
0: crazy. yards in a tutty and 134 yards in two tutties. This is the week, guys. Start Dalvin Cook. RB1, Dalvin, like, the whole week. Like He's about to go nuclear.
1: If Dalvin is... Locked in if he's starting, if he's playing, you're starting. You, you should not be asking yourself the question. That's what you drafted Dalvin for. Running backs are gonna get nicked, especially this man with his shoulder. Just swear the like our homeboys, the footballers say, just wear the device, man. Yeah, just wear the wear device. The device dog.
0: I agree. Exactly. Uh, I think definitely the biggest X factor for you this week, Joseph. I also got um I also got solid. I got I got Valk winning this matchup. But I will say I'm not entirely confident about that pick because I think your biggest X factor is the boy for the Ravens, man. I think Bateman, not just in, this, not just in fantasy purposes, but if the Ravens want to beat the Bills, Bateman needs to go off. And I have yeah. full confidence in Rashad Bateman. I am probably higher on him than anybody in the world should be. I think he is probably. top 10, top 15 receiver talent waiting to happen. It's just, you know, our offensive coordinator, hopefully he wants to let this man cook. I you don't, need to get uh, him the ball.
1: He was low key about to be my bust, but I think they have him pretty well, uh, pretty well ranked. Pretty well um, ranked. He, yeah, he's back. You know, he's too not too much, not too little. He's yeah. right in right where he should be.
0: Is there anybody, Joseph? You're contemplating sit starting? Yeah.
2: So Gabe Does Davis have- actually didn't uh, practice yesterday, okay. which is kind of concerning because it was it's kind of similar to last week, and he did not. You know. He didn't produce last week, so I don't want that to happen again. If he, in the event that he is ruled out, I do have DJ Moore ready to take, start. take his spot. And uh, honestly, if DJ Moore does not hit, I'm completely done with him and I will sell him for pennies.
1: What do you, this, is, this is funny because if you look at their matchups, they actually have the two players that are in question for me right now for this offense. Like, Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie. Yep. What are we thinking? Because Isaiah McKenzie, they're using him very, like, in a very different position. They're using him in motion. They're using him in, like...
0: He's are little gadget screens. guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, the a sticks guy, kind of.
0: So, um, as a Ravens fan, I'll give you a little bit of a breakdown because our corners are... Well, they were better last week because they were healthy. Against y'all, we were playing too many goddamn trash cans out there sometimes. But, um... <laughs> So last week, uh, Devontae Parker kind of killed us. Um, We had a rookie corner, Jalen Armour Davis, playing against him, cooked him the entire game, and then we put Brandon Stevens against him and cooked him the whole game. When Marlon Humphrey guarded him, we got a pick, and we got three turnovers in the three drives Marlon Humphrey was guarding him from the third quarter and beyond. So with that being said, I think if Davis plays – Whoever Humphreys guarding is not going to have a good day. Besides Stefan Diggs, you start Stefan Diggs regardless. But I I don't know, man. I don't have a lot of confidence in McKenzie this week against us. But you never know, man. Our defense can, can shit it up like it did against
1: y'all. Look at some of the people on, on his bench. He has Rashard Penny. Rashard Penny there. Jarvis Landry, who's questionable right now. Alan Robinson. Allen Robinson's a, a lot of people asking questions about this man right now. Some people be, are still very few people I would say are still in on him, but most people are out.
0: I'll be honest. Uh can you go back up to his flex spot real quick? Um his he, he's starting okay, so he's starting Jamal Williams and his running backs are if I'm not mistaken, he has uh Eclis, like, yeah, exactly. yeah. He's he's not benching his RBs. I think for me, if I'm benching McKenzie, it would probably be for Jarvis Landry.
2: Especially with Mike Thomas uh, Especially with
0: Michael Thomas out this week, yes. I actually did some... I wanted to do some research, man, because, you know, Andy Dalton's playing this week, and he gets a lot of slack. The last game he played against in the regular season that he started in was against Minnesota, and he beat them. He threw for 200 and... I believe it was 207 yards and three touchdowns. And the previous two times, he threw for over 300 yards. Either threw for over 300 or had three touchdowns. So I am a little bit higher on this scenario than most people are like on Landry and Olave. I, I think one of them or both can have decent weeks this week. So personally, I would start Landry against Minnesota, especially if, if they go down, they got to put up points. They got to throw the ball. So that's, uh, that's just my take. I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree. You'd start McKenzie over them, but
1: I think that's I would be fun. starting Allen Robinson. I think this would okay. be the last week that I give Allen Robinson another shot, um, especially looking at this situation and solid situation in particular um Landry I think doesn't have a safe floor doesn't have a high ceiling um especially with a backup quarterback coming in I I do believe in Dalton I do think he has a good arm to to feed it but I think there's going to be inconsistency there that is just too uncertain you have Allen Robinson who's a red zone threat um Matthew Stafford has to start getting other people involved it's not going to be Cooper Cup or die it's not he can't expect that team to be successful like that. So I think he's going to have to start trying to get Allen Robinson involved because they're going to yep. need him unless they're looking at bringing Odell back or something. They're going to need him to step up a little bit because they're going to need. They're running else. backs They're not looking crazy. And Cooper Cup, I mean, the man can only do so much, you know. You look back, He, the Rams have always had a good wide receiver too. Robert Woods, Odell. You know, uh, when they had Brandon Cooks, they had three wide receivers you could start. So their 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 offense can supply it. It's just Allen Robinson just needs to show up, and this and week he needs to me-
0: demand those targets, man. I yeah. definitely agree with you. I would, yeah, I'd probably I'd start both of them over McKenzie. So we're in agreement. Yeah. we're in agreement there.
1: At the end of the day, you drafted you in, you invested a certain amount of stock in this man, Let and I think it. week four. I mean, it's a month in, you know, a month in. You get your sample size. Now, just in this scenario, because obviously if you have better options than McKenzie, you're not really thinking this, but I, I personally would be giving Adam Robinson another shot here, I especially mean. against an division rival on primetime.
0: I agree. And it's Monday night. You always, I, I personally, yeah. I like to have players play Monday night. I kind of want to, I want the game to go down to the wire or the last bit of hope that day. Really Moving not. on There's here. Like a show up. Yeah, man. Moving on here. We got Sladank, a.k.a. Hunter a.k.a. Bloodhound. He says he can scan and see the future. Um, he's going up against 3-0, uh, Kakuin Supreme, a.k.a. Jesse, a.k.a. Horizon. We got a lot of a.k.a.s here, man.
1: My baby. Um,
0: yeah, uh, I, I'm going to start this, man, because I, I think I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who has an upset. I think Hunter wins this matchup. I think the undefeated streak stops here, and my reason for saying that is um, the RBs, man. I don't know about her RBs this week. She got a lot of she got a lot of thick boys, man. We we appreciate the thick boys down there, man. But I don't know. Um, the receivers, the RBs, she's got a great great team. I just I think the Devontae Adams is gonna go nuclear this week. I think it's he's due for yards and and tutties. So that's that's my biggest takeaway. How do you guys feel about this entire matchup?
2: Yeah, so actually I'm, I'm with you. I'm on Team Bloodhound. Huh? Okay. I, I think Brees Hall is going to have a great week. He's going against one of the weaker teams against the running back position in Pittsburgh. Javonta Williams will get his first touchdown. Trust. Trust. It's it's finally going to happen. And, you know. You're
0: going to say this every week until it happens. Yeah, I, The week I, you we don't will. say it, he'll score three.
2: And, and uh, I, I actually like Jesse's receiving core, but Hunter now has in my opinion, the best receiving core in the league due to his two trades that he he just did. Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, and Michael Pittman.
0: I, and Amari Cooper.
2: And Amari Cooper on, on his flex spot. So um I, I yeah, I'm on team team blood this week.
0: Is there anybody you'd start different, Gator, and who lose your pick as well?
1: Yeah. I'm just looking at this matchup. I, I'm sticking with the favorite here, Jesse. Um I think she has a clear advantage at running back. I think uh Nick Chubb versus the Falcons um is a is a solid matchup for him. I don't expect a negative game script for him to be taken out. Um James Conner playing the the Panthers who have been atrocious to say the least. Um he should even if he's he's not efficient, he should get plenty of opportunities there. Um her wide receiver options are all very stout. Um, I think she's got all the people, the right people in, and s- same thing for Hunter. I mean, there's questions about Montgomery right now. Juju, Lazard, all those players have questions. Montgomery right
0: now. actually hasn't practiced this entire week. Yeah. So. So I yeah. Do, do a I agree wouldn't with even that.
1: consider. Um. Yeah, I think everything's good here. I'm sticking with the favorite in Jesse. Um, yeah, but I, I I do think it's a good matchup. I. I disagree on the Devontae Adams bit. Oh, we'll get to that. I think he is due, but we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely get to that one right there. And lead us into the next one here. We have El Carbo.
2: So we got Team Octane versus Team Loba. Eli versus Flex. Both teams 2-1. and Eli has already had Burrow play, giving him 22 and Chase 12. I'm going Team Octane. Um... Uh as you'll see, as you'll hear later on, you know I have Jay Jettas as a bus this week. I think he will have another down week, which is crazy. I know, but we've already seen it two weeks in a row. Um, Jonathan Taylor is going to go nuclear against one of the w- worst run defenses in the league in Tennessee. Um, McCaffrey is also playing a weak defense. I don't know about the Madison and the flex now that now that Cook is starting, but. Um, you know, I honestly would play DuVernay. I love DuVernay and, um, you know, yeah.
0: I mean, I personally have, uh, I got, I got team Loba. I got team Loba this week. I think, I think I like his, his team feels safer as crazy as I, I, Claypool. I'm not trusting Claypool. His flex, um, he, um, El Carbo's flex isn't looking too spicy either. I like Debo this week. I like Terry this week. I like Jay Jettas this week. I like CPAT this week. And we'll see what Z gives you. And Aaron Rodgers, for the first time, I think they might be in like a situation where he can finally get two, three touchdowns. Um, so that's not a bad look. But if you scroll down, I my biggest concern is I don't, Eli's depth is looking bad. And Tua, obviously getting hurt didn't produce too much for him. So that's why I'm sticking with uh, sticking with team flex here. What do you got? Yeah,
1: here? I think I'm sticking with Team Flex as well. Um, even going into the matchup, I do think uh, Carson Wentz is in line for a bounce back this week. Um, not to say that he'll it'll get easy, but I think he's going to have enough volume to put up the points. Add um, another couple of players here uh, Christian Kirk. I think uh, the Eagles' defense. Um, they have been very good and darius slay in particular has been shut out um Least. he was shadowing um jay jealous that that game that monday night game where i think he had like he only had like catches. seven yeah he only had like seven fantasy points something like that almost eight um that was mostly darius slay and he wasn't just doing it on him he was all over the field that man is he's leading that team. They gave him the captain badge this season. Uh, remember, he he came over from Detroit last year or was it the year before? The year before, um, yeah. Yeah, where I think he's hit his full stride. They made him a captain this year. And um it's his defense right now. The guy is, he's a stud. He's a stud.
0: Uh One last quick question. Are you starting Damian Pierce over Zeke?
1: No. I'm yeah. one of the few. I'm in the few right now that I still believe in Zeke. I still think that man is eating, um, but we'll get to that one. Yeah, I, I
0: definitely do like Ezekiel Elliott though. And then this is the the final matchup of the week. We got Tony Tone Tone, uh, Fuse versus Blurry Clapper, uh, Seer. Um, we have just this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be a crazy matchup. This was the toughest one I had personally between pick and teams. Um, I ended up going with uh. Tony this was before the Michael Thomas news so I'd probably have to look into his flex spot because I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Tony I think he could just go in there throw in uh Jeff Wilson and he'll be vibing on a Tuesday
1: this is a good um situation because we can talk start sits last minute subs for Michael Thomas people who are looking to you know their benches or even maybe the waiver wire for a streamer um Fortunate for Tony, he has a Devonte Smith in his flex spot, so he can just slot in Devonte Smith, and then he can flex whoever, whoever. Running needs. back,
0: receiver, tight end. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he does have Jeff Wilson on the bench. Remember, this is the man who spent a thousand fab on Jeff Wilson. You got to start go him, time. man. Yeah. This is the time to put him to work. This is what you spent all that fab for, bro. So uh, you got you can slot him right in. I think uh, Devin Singletary v- looking very promising. Um. Last week they used him a lot in the, in the passing the downs. Passing, yeah. yeah, he moved the sticks a lot for them. So maybe Josh Allen might be looking to to build on that. Um, for I I do think uh, Tony has a good shot here to to win this. I might be picking Tony here. Um, I do think Brady. This is a good. This is a Brady week where they a get right week for the Bucks.
0: Yep, I agree. Um,
1: and uh are we talking our, our games of the weeks?
2: Not yet. Not yet. Not, yet but, not yet. but I will say so, um so are you officially picking Tony? Because you said Mike. Yeah, I'm
1: picking I'm picking Tony. I'm okay. picking Tony here. I think his players he has a lot of players who have a lot to prove this week and I think they they're, they're going to get out and get it done.
0: I f- that's exactly why I took him. That's the best way you could put it. He's got players who need to show up this week and yeah. I think they will.
1: So Amara Sutton Devontae Smith needs to build from last week. Brady.
0: Like, Brady. are with the quarterback.
2: Yeah. Brady. I'm, a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm actually uh, in agreement with you, too. Um, is I, this
0: our first sweep? This is the first one we've all agreed yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. And I this will... is officially the underdog of the week is Kevin. We got to name that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kevin is the official underdog of the yeah. week. Go ahead. My bad.
2: I, no, all good. I, I will say that I will start uh, David Njoku over Zach Ertz. And um, that's just me. But I think if if Tony does that, he solidifies this win.
0: I have actually something to say because it just came across my my phone, a little bit of news is that Hollywood, after practicing in full all week, logged a limited practice for his foot. Mm. If Hollywood does not play, I hope he does, because I need I need my dog out there, man. Hey. I got his jersey when he was on the Ravens. I'm a Hollywood believer, man. He's from down here from South Florida, baby. Showing up. Um if he doesn't play, I think Zach Ertz is a smash start. And uh you should feel better about Greg Dorch too. Yeah. yeah, Hollywood doesn't play. For sure. I would well, I would probably bench Miles Sanders if I'm Kevin this week, though. I I like some of his receivers.
1: Yeah. Breaking another breaking news about the two, I think, came a little go while ahead. ago. There, there's no timetable. They're not putting a timetable on his return. That's good. As they should, is, bro. Which as is they good. Should.
0: That's definitely something that you want no timetable on. You just want him healthy.
1: Yeah, they're gonna take it day by day.
0: They're gonna go, man. This is this is what the show's all about right here Gator man. We're going to let you break it off man cuz you got to you got to start it off the saucy take section man. Give us your saucy take of the week at the running back position.
1: Saucy take of the week man. I don't know what people still sleeping on my boy. Even his own team be sleeping on my boy, Rashad Penny man. They got him they had him listed yesterday at the RB 32. I think they have him at RB 26 now so he's already gone up six spots. I still think he's going to finish in the, within the top 20. Um, He's got a matchup against the Lions, who can be ran on. Um, The Lions are going to be without. There you go, the numbers. Um, The Lions are going to be without Amon St. Brown. Um, That's also low-key a Jared Goff fade for me. He's one of these players who also hyper-focuses his targets. And Amon St. Brown, without him being there, uh, who got ruled out today, um, I think that's going to it's N-Swift. I think that the offense is going to struggle. I think the the way that the Saints... I mean, not the Saints, the the, um, the Seahawks have looked. The first, they're going to have to rely on the run a little bit more. Um, obviously, Geno Smith is just the game manager, but he has, I think, the f- lowest target depth for each target. So they're going to have to rely on this man because... They had him yesterday, like I said, RB32. Today, they moved up, so it shows my confidence, is, you know. It yeah. backs my confidence a little bit. I, so. I was
0: this close to putting him as my as my saucy take of the week. I was actually very, very close. But I had to show up because I, the Etienne slanders got in a little out of hand, and that's my take, man. Uh, they have him currently as RB38 this week, and they will be playing the Eagles. Oh, well, thirty-nine. 39, it actually dropped. So they'll be playing the Eagles. The Eagles are 13th against um, RBs this year. Um, most of that is, as you can tell, I think they've allowed the most receptions to running backs this year, them and the Colts. So I and their receiving back is Etienne. So I am very high on just Etienne. And even if they get a negative game script, I do think that's kind of where he thrives. And I think this is the Etienne week. I think he'll have a touchdown or two, Um, maybe five, six catches. So I I will personally I think I'm leaning him over AJ Dillon in our league but also you know Dillon's playing the the Mac jones um yeah. Patriots so it's kind of a tough situation but I I'm, like, I'm taking I'm taking I like taking
1: the Etienne pick but I think just I think Robinson is their go-to guy in the red zone man and I think for ATM to get into that threshold he needs to touch some he needs a touchdown and, and a couple of plays to to get yards. And I don't think that comes this week against the Eagles.
0: Oh, I uh, definitely need a touchdown would be great for him. I think the reason I have him going top 20 is I think he's going to be on the field. So I think his targets and his I think he, he might finish with just 10 points off of just receptions. just
1: Off receptions. Okay. Yeah. So whatever,
0: it. whatever else, you know, maybe 40 rushing yards or something like 14, 15 points. Yeah, I think a
1: I think get but a Teddy, I think is what will get him in. Yeah.
0: Teddy, you know, top 20. I'm not going too crazy, but yeah, might, he might do it. What about you, Cliff, man?
2: Hey, you, you might not be going too crazy, but I might be. And I'm going if David Montgomery is ruled out, I'm going Khalil Herbert RB4 on the week. Going against the New York Giants, who give up the third most points to running backs at 22.1 per game, with a quarterback that does not like to throw, they will lean heavily on him. He was the RB1 last week. He is in the top 10 on the season. I believe he will be the RB4 for Week 4.
0: I love me, Khalil Herbert. You don't got to tell me. Last pod, I, was talking, I I think he's better than David Montgomery as a player. So, shit. I'm, I'm all for Khalil, baby. Go, Khalil. And like you said, I like this pick because, like you said, it's the Giants. Not just are they bad against the run. They're also not a great offense. So, I don't think the game script is ever going to take him out of it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I think he'll still get fed the ball. How do you feel about that pick, uh, Senor Gator?
1: Yeah. Man. A little too saucy? Don't don't ask me about Chicago Bears players, bro. These are this, this is probably the team I faded the most. Um, because I had nobody I wanted to take. I think the Lions might have been the team I faded second most because, and only because they have him on St. Brown. That was the only Lions that I was taking. And with the Bears, man, I did have some Herbert Shares last year. Picked him up on waivers. I do think he's good. I don't know if he's better than Montgomery. Because I think Montgomery has all the skill sets. I think Herbert just shines when Montgomery is out because he has the lion's share. When okay. they're both when they're both in there, they're both eating, and Montgomery is the one mainly eating. Um, but I think they both fill the roles well. I don't know about a top five running back on the week. I think he's gonna have he he's in play for like a top twelve. You know, like a top twelve to like eight finish because um, I do think there's other running backs. We've been disappointed on running backs if you invested in running backs, and I think a lot of them are going to have... They have bounce-back weeks this week. They need to show... They're the guy. They need to show that they're, they're here to produce.
0: Yeah, they're definitely due this week, some of these RBs. Um, Give us someone you know
2: who who's I... not due, Gator. Oh,
1: yep. Running Go backs?
2: Ahead.
1: Yeah. That are not due... Your
2: fate of the week. Your, your fate of the week, basically, is what I'm trying to get into.
1: So my running back bust? Yep. Uh, let's see. My running back bust. I have Antonio Gibson. They have him at, uh, I think, RB21 right now. RB20. They moved him up one spot from last night. I think he is outside the 36. Um, I think... You're in for in an in and this is Antonio Gibson. I'm an Antonio Gibson truther, if you guys know. this man, the year that I won, um, a couple years ago when I won, uh, this championship. he was he was my sleeper pick. I picked him in every league. nobody was he was my guy. He was like my eighth ninth round pick. And uh, yeah, I think Antonio Gibson, he's in for an inefficient day. He's touched on dependent and um i think they're gonna have to throw a lot so i think it's a curtis samuel week uh for curtis samuel Dotson, terry mclaurin
0: jd mckissick
1: and jd mckissick so i don't think he's gonna have the efficiency to be where they have him ranked right now
0: so if you have mckissick and gibson you're starting mckissick
1: no I'm still I would still be favoring Gibson but I just think the running backs is okay, a fade. Okay,
0: got you. I just want to I just want to see how saucy that take was about to get um, right I there. I
1: think the running backs are a fade uh for the Commanders.
0: Yeah, whatever they are now. <laughs> um definitely my fade of the week, man. This is going to come as a surprise to some cuz I think this is the most um waiver picked up player, uh, maybe aside from Herbert, even then I think it's probably still him. Jamal Williams. I don't like him this week for the aforementioned reasons. Yeah, what um, we just talked I, about. No Almond raw. Uh, I don't think this offense is going to be clicking like they're supposed to be clicking. And Seattle has not been horrible against the run. They haven't been great. Um, they actually got shot on last week by CPAT. But I don't think this team, I don't think Jamal Williams is CPAT. And I think he's one of those players. His his um, running back production is basically very goal line dependent, like we've stated. I think um definitely more of a I like Craig Reynolds too, so I think he's gonna be outside the top twenty.
2: Okay. Okay, that's fair. I, I have a I think it's a little saucier than that because you know, Jamal's a backup. I have a starter who's in the top ten in running backs, and that's Nick Chubb getting single digit fantasy points in week four, which he has not done. And uh, part of the reason is their matchup. Nick Chubb is going against the Falcons, who are the 27th in fantasy points allowed to the running back position, 11.7 per game. So I'm, I'm, I'm with that trend to continue this week. Um, I'm, I'm not crazy about the Browns, and I think this is going to be the first game he struggles I do like this game in general, though. I think, um, I think this is going to be more of a passing game for the Browns with Amari Cooper than, than it is with Nick Chubb.
0: Okay, absolutely. Go ahead and tell us your, your, your start of the week then, uh, Gator, for receivers.
1: Oh, my receiver's start of the week. Um, I've, I've mentioned it. I've hinted it a couple times already, but that would be Curtis Samuel. They have him as a bottom-end wide receiver three. I think they have him at wide receiver 31 right now. Or
2: 27.
1: 27, so they keep moving him up. Hey, these people know something that I know. They were on the same. Because, uh, when I looked yesterday, they had him at, was well, it on my notes here, wide receiver 31. Um, I think he's also in line for a top 20 finish. Um, I think they're going to, this is part of the reason I'm fading the running backs and more in line with the wide receivers. The Cowboys' defense has been stout, and I think Wentz is going to get into a hole and have to throw. That's why I think he's going to have a bounce-back game fantasy purpose-wise. He's going to have to throw two-plus touchdowns, upwards of 300 yards for them to even try to stay competitive. I think the team... um, They've surprised. They've surprised early on. Um, they They got humbled last week. But because they got humbled so bad, I think they're just gonna have that kind of that sense of urgency for everybody to perform. So I think Curtis Samuel will finish in the top twenty. Um would even flirt with top fifteen if he gets, you know, a good couple plays. I do think he's gonna get a touchdown whether on the ground or receiving this week.
0: Absolutely. Um my start of the week is DJ Moore. Uh I'm predicting a top ten wide receiver this week. I think he's back. Uh, DJ Moore is all the way back. I'm trying to get as many shares as possible before this happens. Um, they have a receiver 32. Um, I think this team is going to realize, man, they need to throw this man the ball. He's their best player outside of Christian McCaffrey. Get your playmakers the ball and just live and die by them. Like That's how you win or lose. The Cardinals, while they're not a great team, they're not um, an elite team uh, defensively. And they're not horrible offensively. They can still put up points. They've had some tough defensive matchups. So I think this is his week. I think DJ Moore, you're going to see 100 yards and maybe a tutty or two. That's my prediction. Top 10 receiver this week. Start DJ Moore, guys. Don't fade this man. Just yet. Just yet.
2: That's fair. I'm I'm thinking something similar with someone who's kind of close to DJ, which is Chris Olave. I think he's being a little disrespected at wide receiver 26 on the week versus Minnesota. Michael Thomas is already ruled out. I know Jameis is doubtful, correct? He's out.
1: He's out. And Michael oh. Thomas is out, out. out. Olave was wide receiver 31 yesterday when I was looking. Or 30, yeah. 32 or something like that. Mm-hmm. He yeah. Really yeah. they can move them to 26 after the Michael Thomas news, I still think that's too low.
2: Yeah, so I, I believe that he'll be uh, top 15, which you know i know before it was probably a better take because he was 31 but I, I still think it's it's a saucy take him being at 26 a, that's 11 spots it's a great
0: take
1: yeah, yeah. i had the same thing top 15 um good thing they told me that they had that was their uh boom that was, like a saucy take? That was that my was, pick that was my first yeah. one but then you know
0: and <laughs> who's your fade this week my
1: out wide receiver, man, I've had to change it a couple times. So before the game, I had Jamar Chase just because I thought he was going to be shadowed by Howard. And I thought it was going to be Higgins week. We saw what ended up happening. Then I had Christian Kirk. But, you know, uh, so we're going to go with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams has had to rely. He's right there. They have him at six. I think he's going to finish outside. The fifteenth, the top fifteen, he's probably gonna be around the twenty, the eighteen to twenty mark. I don't think he gets a touchdown. um yeah, Broncos. I think it's a trap game, man. I think it's a low key of a trap game. It, uh, he's gonna Derek Carr has been funneling targets to a single player each week, whether it's Waller where whether it's Adams. um, I don't think he has the skill set to support all the fantasy options he has out there. And I think he's just going to get hyper-focused on Waller or Renfro. And Adams has had to have a touchdown every week to get his fantasy finishes. I don't, if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's low keeping touchdown dependent for his production. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not being good. Aside from yeah. week one, he's been touchdown dependent. It's one of these players who he, that's not what you drafted him for, you know?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna just really quickly disagree. I think Devontae Adams is gonna go nuclear this week. I think this offense is gonna go stupid. They're 0-3, their backs are against the wall. If they wanna make a push for the playoffs, it's gotta be now. I think expect like 30 plus points from this team. And expect honestly, I think they're gonna blow out the Broncos. That's my that's my prediction for this week between these two games. But my saucy take is like you like you hinted at is Christian Kirk. Um, have him listed at receiver 16, I believe. Um, I have him outside of the top 35. Uh, we we talked about Darius. Um, actually, they moved him down to 17. So still outside of receiver top 35. You mentioned Darius Slay. We mentioned this team. This team is very very good on defense. I think this is the biggest test the Jaguars have had, and I think um, that's why I'm also predicting the ETM having a big week. I think they're going to have to dump down and let their playmakers roll. Uh, low key, if you're starting somebody like Zay Jones, this might be a, de- a decent game to start him because they're just gonna be targeting the other receiver who's not getting. They're started
1: involving him. him more and more every week. I, that's also yeah. another reason for me.
0: Yeah, so that's my fate. Is definitely Christian Kirk's. Go ahead about your fate, because this this one is this is the sauciest man right here.
2: Yeah, you know, I I I just gotta make takes that will make people cringe sometimes, and this is definitely one. I'm sorry, Hunter. I know you're a Jay Jettas owner, but Green Bay will outscore Jay Jettas this week. And I, I believe that Marshawn Lattimore will be able to lock him down. And I, I also believe that the Saints will put an extra person with Marshawn Lattimore helping over the top. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like just predict that teams will take what happened last week and try to replicate it against this team because the Lions almost won. I know they lost, but they own, they, they should own. have won. Yeah, they, they should have. have. They should have. So, so yeah, Jay Jetta's is outscored by the Green Bay defense.
0: Shout out Jeff Okuda, man. I know he got hurt and he was a bust his first year. He was he's been locking shit up this year, man, for the Lions. So shout out Jeff Okuda real quick. I know nobody's gonna talk about him in no fantasy shows.
1: What's a hotter take, Devonte Adams against the worst pa- wide receiver defense finishing outside the top fifteen, or Jay has being outscored? Oh man, definitely Jay Jett defense. I say defense, bro. That is DST. You wildin' for that? One. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's definitely drinking some kind of num num juice Jay- right there.
1: Jay Jett has had his worst game of his career. You think he's gonna follow it up by an even worse game? You wildin'?
0: Hey, that's the way he's feeling. And we're gonna go to the. Games of the week, man. It's only right. Bro. It's only right I pick my team against the Bills. I think these are two powerhouses in the entire AFC. The Bills, I still think, are the best team in the AFC. And I think the Ravens are not too far behind. I think we're top five in the in the conference. Um, We're actually not favored. And we're at home. I love to see my Ravens plus 140 on the money line for my bets, baby. You know, what? I'm, I got to sprinkle some on that. Last time we played him was in the playoffs. Lamar got hurt that game. We didn't have the receivers we have now. We didn't have the tight ends we have now. I'm Still, I have Andrews, but likely he's been looking better. J.K. Dobbins came back last week. Justice Hill actually can run unlike every single running back we had before them this season. Drake, Mike Davis last year, Latavius. Devon. It, it gets me sad talking about those guys. So this is my game of the week. The over-unders at 51. I see an absolute shootout here. Um, and I think it'll be surprised. Don't be surprised if the Ravens come out on top. Also, don't be surprised if the Ravens get blown out. I think that's the beauty of this game, but, uh, definitely going to take my lumps here with Lamar, uh, going up against the best, uh, I think they're, the Buffalo is best against receivers in the league or best, best against quarterbacks in the league, uh, in fantasy. But uh, I would love this game. Love, love this. This should yeah. be a prime time game,
2: personally. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm actually kind of One disappointed o'clock? it isn't. A fucking disgrace. Yeah, this would have been my game of the week, but of course, you know, we take turns picking. You know, it's and it's only right that you get your team. You know, your Ravens. But sure. my game of the week will be the Eagles and the Jaguars, and it's crazy, you know, you know bringing the Jaguars into a game of the week. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he's looked good. Um, And Jalen Hurts playing at an MVP level. I love to watch him play. I have him in a couple leagues. Hmm. I do believe the Eagles win this game by six and a half. Yeah, I believe it's possible. Uh, You know, but this could easily be a shootout. You know, there's, there's there's I feel like each team has good offensive weapons.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree with that, man. The The Eagles defense has been looking stout as well. So is, this is going to be a nice test for those Jaguars. And take it away with the Chiefs-Bucks.
1: Yeah, man. My game of the week, you already said, is it, the Chiefs-Bucks. They're playing in Tampa. I think um, I said it earlier, this is a get-right game for... For the bucks um it's actually a get right game for the chiefs as well after that showing they put up against indy last week they had no business losing that game the way that indy was performing they just couldn't come up with any points they couldn't come up with any drives so the chiefs have things to prove they need to find a reliable second option behind kelsey um whether that's juju whether that's mvs whoever that's going to be they need a reliable second option wide uh, receiving option um, for the Bucks, they're getting healthy, man, and they just need to get back in the, um, get back in rhythm. They need to get everyone's coming back. Godwin looks like he's on pace to play. Uh, Mike Evans is back to, out of suspension. Um, Leonard Fournette has been as trustworthy as it can be with this offense, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it's a smash for the over. Um, the Bucks also have. Uh, it's kind of like a. Aside from it being a get-right game, they're also playing. That whole area got smacked by a fat hurricane. I, I hope, hope everybody's doing well, man So they they might have a little bit more incentive to to try to you know put up an uplifting performance for that for that home crowd. So and they did confirm they are still playing there.
0: One of the few times you'll ever see the spread as even in the NFL, they have no favorite. They're like, you know what, you guys know as much as we do, and that's Vegas so we'll, we'll definitely see man this is a great matchup bounce back matchup hopefully for both of these teams because they've kind of been poo poo on offense uh, lately um, and yeah thank you guys for joining us thank you guys for sticking through another episode thanks Gator for joining you know
1: number. happy to be here
0: thank you Swift for doing your thing man of course and per usual guys stay saucy my friends
1: Saucy.